0: Welcome back to the podcast, episode number five. Whoop, whoop. What's going on, Adam? How are you today? We're good, bro. Um, Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, see you later, everyone. Yeah, okay, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good, man. Um, what's new with me? Not much, I don't think. I mean, living the, the current lockdown life, living the dad life, living the jujitsu life. What about you?
0: Yeah, about the same except for the the whole dad and jujitsu piece. I have not been doing any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lockdown was staying active, staying positive. Uh today we are talking a little bit about the Olympics coming yep. up on today's episode. Olympics. Jiu Jitsu. Should BJJ be in the Olympics? Something that Ooh. people
1: have deba- debated for a little while. We're gonna uh.
0: talk about Different rule sets ADCC versus who's number one versus IBJJF and the long awaited GI versus no GI.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Dun, dun, dun. So, last episode, we were talking a bit about the whole Danaher Death Squad blow up and the split up there. So, if you missed that episode, it's a good one. If you want a bit of a history lesson on Alliance as a Jiu Jitsu team and a bit of Brazil Jiu Jitsu. Uh, history, go check that one out. Do it, definitely worth a listen. So, Olympics. Olympics. What do you know have about you the, Olympics? Any of the Olympics? I the have not 2021
1: watched 2021 Tokyo Olympics. I
0: watched a little bit of judo because we have a bit of a group chat, uh, with the members of, of our gym. And, uh, we have one member of the gym who is, uh, what would we say, uh, very experienced in judo.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he's a he's a he's from Chile. Yes, yep. brown belt in, um, in judo. From what I believe, it's just a matter of, you know, the fact that he's living Formality. in Australia at yeah. the moment. He hasn't gone through the formalities back home to get his black belt. Um, yeah, rather experienced, competed a lot in judo. And one of his teammates, um, I forget her name, but from his actual club that he used to train with, she competed uh, at the Olympics this is year. is so impressive, judo. yeah. Yeah, I believe she won her first match and lost her second. I, d- I don't know the exact details.
0: but Even to get to that stage. Even to qualify, so yeah, it's impressive. awesome. Yeah. yeah, really cool. Yeah, so shout out to Samir, our boy. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that, basically. I, I have not watched much of the Olympics at all.
1: To be honest, neither have I, man. Like, I think... Last Olympics, so twenty sixteen well la, the twenty sixteen Olympics, Olympics the Rio ones, yeah. I was living in Brazil. Oh, at the you time. were too, yeah, there you go. So I mean, I still didn't really watch much of it. Did you go check it out? No, because they weren't none of the events were really near where where I was living. Okay. Um and like I was I don't know, I was too busy just training and yeah, doing what else I do, you know, so I was still a bit removed from hunting it. for that black belt <laughs> hunting bro. for that black belt also didn't have a TV in Brazil right. so made it a bit harder to watch stuff. Um I haven't really watched the Olympics since man probably since I lived at home with my parents and before you really had the internet and it since was all the 2000 was, Olympics <laughs> in yeah, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, that was all that was on TV, you know. Um I actually prefer honestly I prefer watching the winter Olympics. I find the winter really. Olympics, yeah, because it's 99% of yeah, the, the sport, pretend Olympics, though, What are you talking count? about like, <laughs> man. Talk shit, get <laughs> that's it. it podcast over. <laughs> um, I find there's some events in the regular, regular Olympics, like summer Olympics, the yeah. summer Olympics that I like watching. But I mean, the winter Olympics, it's as if 99% of the sports in it are extreme sports, and and I like extreme sports. I like you like extreme <laughs> but, curling. Yeah, first thing I was gonna say was skateboarding, which is now in the Summer Olympics. But um, but you know, like I like extreme sports. You know, like snow, like anything you're doing like on a half snowboard. Pipe, yeah, downhill, half pipe yeah. downhill. Like you know, I I've been snowboarding. I've never been skiing, but even watching like the alpine skiing, mm. man, those dudes are like that's some seriously dangerous stuff. Yeah, it's you know the um. What's the one like the aerial skiing where they oh, hit the big, those the jump massive thing, yeah. jump? Yeah. No, no, I don't mean the one where they fly like Superman. You know the one we had an Australian girl win gold years ago. You, wow. know, the, you know the one where they hit that massive quarter pipe? Like they, they, they ski down and they typically like put one arm up in the air and then they hit the ramp and they do like flip or something how how man i dude, don't watch
0: how, i don't watch sports
1: <laughs> i only watch jiu-jitsu how yeah. do you not know? man oh my god i'm <laughs> lost for words they do like triple quadruple back uh, yeah i think i've seen it but this is just quite funny we started if, if we had a camera set up filming this podcast i would be holding my phone up to the camera now to show like it's just i'm man I don't even know what to say. You're so flustered. <laughs> I've triggered luge, Like luge, you know, luge. Do you know what luge is? Yeah, yeah, Skeleton yeah. luge. Like, dude, that yeah, stuff is all, cool. all crazy. They had yeah. in the Vancouver Olympics, one of the athletes even died. Oh, I'm not that's saying sad. that's a, it's yeah, not yeah. a good thing. I'm just stressing how extreme and dangerous the sports are. Like, I
0: am aware of the Jamaican
1: bobsled team. Yep. Cool <laughs> runnings. Yeah. Yep. Um. Obviously, yeah, they do have sports like curling as well. Um. Figure skating. Figure skating. But compared to the Summer Olympics, I mean, I only find there's only a few sports I enjoy. I, You know, I like watching um, some of the combat sports. Like, I'm not hugely current with, you know, judo rule sets and stuff like that. I like watching it because of its connection to jiu mm. I, you know, don't really care for any of the striking sports. Um, like boxing. Boxing, taekwondo, wrestling, you know, as in... Olympic or college wrestling. I don't really know the rules a hundred percent, but it's connection to jujitsu. I, I definitely like watching that.
0: I think that's the biggest problem with Olympics as a spectator event is if you don't understand the sport enough, or it's a complicated enough sport that you need to understand the rules for it to be engaging. Like, I don't want to segue this too much, but let's let's just use this. As, I'm going to steal a leaf out of your book and be analogy Adam for a second yep. um, in the UFC. Most casual UFC fans or MMA, I should say, most casual MMA fans, they don't really like the ground game because it's it's difficult to understand. If you haven't trained jujitsu or you haven't trained, you know, some sort of grappling, you don't understand. Them. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't but, make sense but at punching all.
1: Punching someone and knocking them out is it makes very perfect easy sense. To folks, understand.
0: like get fist, punch face. Uh, like yeah. everyone, everyone can <laughs> understand that. So it's it's more engaging. And let's be honest, like everyone likes a bit of stand up. It's cool. in in MMA, but I also through learning jujitsu have come to very much appreciate the intricacies and complexity of grappling.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's any sport, right? Like, um, I know let's take some other sport. Like I'm not really a fan of sports like rugby league, rugby union, or any of those sports, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, I've spoken to people who, previously weren't fans and are now and they're like oh yeah first one I didn't really understand the rules actually a better example is um you know I lived in in Canada for a while and ice hockey is um or as they call it hockey Mm. Mm. (laughs) is is one of the the biggest sports there and you know I always thought it was cool but you know Ice hockey is not covered at all in Australia, right? You, like the sport doesn't exist. Yeah. But in Canada, it's everywhere. Like, yeah, makes like sense. Everywhere. There's a game like every night on TV. And um, teams, particular teams, play two, three games a week. So when you follow your team, you're watching it all the time. And then once I learned the rules and everything, man, I love ice hockey, right? It's exciting. super entertaining and exciting. But when you don't know the rules, not really. Another one is um, – You can relate to this as a fellow video gamer. Kieran likes to play video games. I like to play video games. We also like to hold hands. Don't judge us. (laughs) But (laughs) long walks on the beach. (laughs) This is a Tinder profile now. (laughs) But um, uh, spectator video games known as eSports, right? Very entertaining. Yeah, and for those who aren't aware, a lot of money can be made. Some of the bigger tournaments – Man, there's one the in millions. particular, yeah in the millions like mm. um, the international pays over twenty million dollars in in prize money or more might even be thirty Football million game? now uh, for dota
0: dota two yeah
1: um, you know obviously it's a very small group of people who are good enough at those video games to reach uh, that 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 prize winning status, but as someone who plays video games i 've only ever watched competitive um Video games of a game that that I play and understand. Of course, you know, like i even someone who likes video games, if you put on a competitive match of a video game that I don't play, like I have no idea what's going on, yeah. and, and therefore it's not entertaining at yeah. all.
0: So then we can draw that you know that parallel to the Olympics. If you don't really understand the sport, particularly if it's a complicated sport, like you're not going to sit there and watch it. And However, I, uh, there is there is a caveat here. There is something to be said about you know, watching the best of the best in the world compete for gold in any sport, it, it, within reason, it doesn't matter. For me anyway, I could put on like, say i put on gymnastics and it's like the, the finals or something like yeah, that. But, I could watch that. But Not I mean, but yeah,
1: but that, I mean, I was just about to say, I think that goes to why, you know, I prefer the Winter Olympics because they're, Cause every sport is extreme the same way mm. that a casual MMA fan can appreciate standing up and knocking someone out. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you can appreciate a, a snowboarder going down a half. I don't know if you've ever been to a, a half, like a, a half pipe at the snow. Have nah. you ever seen, do, you don't huge. realize how big they are. Like the walls on them are, I don't know, man, like they're massive. Like they're 10 meters high. They're huge. Mm. And like, you can appreciate a dude launching 50 feet in the air, whatever flipping right. and you know potentially landing on his head and breaking his neck. And so when you look at the summer games, let's take, I like watching diving, right? I don't understand the exact rules of diving, mm. but man, you, can you, appreciate you see someone it jumping form. off a 10 meter platform, like another one's cliff diving, like mm. it's not in the Olympics, but Red Bull cliff diving. You're seeing people jump off 30 meter walls and flipping and whatever dude, it's pretty cool. Gymnastics is super dangerous. I love watching gymnastics and it's, you know. So or, they're
0: spectator sports, you would say.
1: Well, I mean, they're inter- yeah. entertaining because regardless of the rule set, mm. right, regardless of understanding who's winning or losing, it's just an impressive um, display of human capabilities.
0: Perfectly said.
1: Right? Whereas something like, um something like, uh, like taekwondo, like I mean, it's less impressive because right? it's all like, points based. Yeah, when you know, you, when you're
0: talking about the Olympic level, people are safe. No one's getting knocked out. Basically. Yeah, like, like you know, very yeah,
1: regular. in boxing, like in the Olympics, they wear headgear and stuff. Yeah. So uh, even if you were into stand up just for the or into boxing for the knockout value and the punch em up value, yeah, you don't have as much of that in the Olympics.
0: So watching watching like an Olympic gold medal fight in in boxing is different to watching you know a fight between i don't know like floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor or something like that
1: yeah yeah
0: terrible example because they're not conor mcgregor is not a boxer but you get the idea <laughs> yeah it's, the entertainment yeah. value is, is not the same yeah is, is what we're trying to say so when it comes to jiu-jitsu as a spectator sport and jiu-jitsu in the olympics what's the go there why why do you think jiu-jitsu hasn't been brought onto the roster like you said skateboarding's now in there rock climbing is is coming into the even, Olympics yeah
1: I mean even skateboarding being in the Olympics <laughs> I'm not super on board with, same with surfing <laughs> being in the Olympics. On board with. Oh, I didn't even realise my pun, but it was good. <laughs> <That's terrible. laughs>
0: um, We've just lost 50% of yeah. our listeners. <laughs> yeah, we'll
1: so do. now we only have one. <laughs> yeah, we have one now. <laughs> Thanks, mum. <Mom. laughs> <laughs> wait, no, mum left too. Um, yeah, like even, even skateboarding and surfing, I don't really agree with being in the Olympics. Um, I'm not a surfer, but I used to skate. A lot, right? I, used to, I grew up skateboarding. It was never good. Byron, yeah, you know, grew up in Byron skateboarding. You'd think surfing, but terrible at it. Mm. Um, because one, from a spectator point of view, it's harder just to appreciate the the human capabilities. Because if you haven't skateboarded, you don't realize how difficult some of the moves the guys do, some of the tricks the guys and girls do, mm. right? If if you've if you've never skateboarded, right? You see like a kick flip, a 101 skateboarding trick. And that's if you've never skateboarded, even so, if you, you skate, that's a hard trick to learn, right? It's a hard fundamental trick to learn. Man, the guys and girls do the most complicated technical tricks. That's one reason I think it's not the best spectator sport. But secondly as well, because there's some level of expression in, in the sport and the art form, if you will, of skateboarding and surfing. You know, so sometimes like style goes a long way. You know, you could have two athletes execute the exact same trick, right? And I guess this is also now they think about it, it happens in snowboarding as well, right? You have people execute the exact same trick. The subjective. They, yeah it's subjective right yeah, it opposed to something like you know the hundred meter sprint right Cut and dry yeah it, it's just like who is the fastest yeah. it doesn't who there's no like it's but, objective yeah, yeah there's no oh but that dude looks nicer when he runs mm. no it doesn't matter who yeah, was who fastest yeah so when it comes to jiu-jitsu that's that's objective though so but well it's subjective no objective. objective. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Did you submit
0: yeah. your opponent? Yes, no. Did you yeah. get the points? Yes, no. Now, I don't want to get into the nuances of like judging, as in, you know, yeah, everyone. I, I if you compete enough, and I'm sure you can test testify to this, you'll be on the wrong side of a poor decision. But like sure, yeah. that aside, say that you know judging is perfect or whatever. Why isn't jujitsu in the Olympics?
1: Well, yeah from a from a spectator point of view, it can be super super boring, right? Like I'm someone who my my career is jujitsu. And I don't watch as much competitive jiu-jitsu as some other people. It can be incredibly boring to watch, especially even if you know the positions and what's going on, right? Because there's so many little subtle things happening in a match and in a fight that um, it can sometimes slow down. And when you're in the fight, there's a lot going on, but just from – a spectator point of view it looks like nothing's going on mm. right so not only can it sometimes be quite dull to watch if you add on top of that people don't understand the rules it's then compounds the situation so that's one problem it's just not the best spectator sport at the moment i mean we'll talk a little bit about gi versus no gi and who's number one in adcc you know just to to glance over that quickly you would say that no gi is more entertaining and spectator friendly than in the gi because it's more explosive. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's a faster pace. You don't yeah. have, you don't have the grips like so you don't have the, the control or I don't think controls the right word. Uh, Cause there's a lot of control that happens in no gi, but it definitely leads itself towards more scrambles and mm. more submissions and a faster and a faster pace. So, you know, all the, those three things together, it's more exciting than gi matches. But the other thing that, that doesn't allow jiu-jitsu to be an Olympic sport, and for me as a practitioner of the sport, why I don't want it to become an Olympic sport Ooh. is because of um, the amount of rule changes that would have to happen, right? So judo, the judo that you see today is not what judo used to be. Right, There's a lot of rules in the sport of judo that are solely in the sport to make it more more exciting and more spectator friendly. And I don't mean in a way like no-gi jiu-jitsu is more exciting because um, just the nature of it. Like you could change a rule that allows a certain submission or something and that would make potentially make it more more exciting, more spectator-friendly.
0: Like you you're alluding to like heel hooks. Yeah, in, and in things Doki. like that. Yeah.
1: But in judo, it's things like um, back in the day in judo, you could touch the legs with your right. hands. Like, it, you know, you could do a single leg or a double leg. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. There's certain grips that you're not allowed to do um, because they like slow down the match. There's There's rules like, oh, if you make, you know, this particular grip, you have to, within three seconds, you have to attempt your throw. Otherwise you have to let go of the grip, you know? So there's a lot of rules to make it like more entertaining. Force action. Yeah, which is great from a spectator point of view, but me as an individual practitioner of the sport, I I like the, I mean, for lack of a better term, the kind of slower pace and strategic pace. Like I'm not a super explosive fighter, Right so I I like being able to set my grips on the gi and you know and slowly and methodically work my positions and techniques and control my opponent and you know dictate the pace through my control opposed to if all of a sudden I was told oh you can do that grip but if you don't you know execute said movement within 3 seconds you've got to let it go you know I me as an individual I wouldn't enjoy that
0: so, your, your primary concern here with Jiu Jitsu being introduced into the Olympics is it will undergo the same rule set changes or similar rule set changes within the context of Jiu Jitsu that happened to Judo to make it more spectator friendly.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're just a spectator who doesn't train Jiu Jitsu, that could be great. You know, but as someone who practices Jiu Jitsu, uh, you know i i i don't enjoy that right mm-hmm. like um it's not how i like to train jiu jitsu and i do jiu jitsu cuz i love it and i have fun doing it and if the rules and look obviously if it became an olympic sport and those rules changed there's no reason you couldn't still train and not follow those rules inside the gym. Yeah. There's plenty of gyms that don't follow IBJJF rules when they train. Yeah, it makes, right? makes sense. There's probably still plenty of judo gyms out in the world that in the gym, you're allowed to do single legs and all this stuff that you're not allowed to do in competition. Um, but that's just my opinion as a, as a student of jujitsu. But the other reason it's not in the Olympics is because of the huge process to be qualified as an Olympic sport. And, one of the things that is a red flag for jujitsu is a that it's a relatively new sport compared to something like wrestling right which is mm. you know you had wrestling in the olympics the original olympics uh, you know, <laughs> yeah the original olympics you olympics, know. olympics um jiu in turn in you know in the the bigger picture is a new sport that constantly goes through rule changes mm and has different rule changes for different federations and whatnot. Judo has the one international governing body, right? Jiu-Jitsu doesn't have that. I mean, it has the IBJJF, but they've lost a lot of the influence that they have on the, on jiu-jitsu as a whole there's a lot of people who very publicly criticize the ibjgf don't give a don't give a crap about being recognized by the ibjgf in terms of their belts and whatever like really don't don't care yeah right so and 10th
0: planet for example
1: 10th planet right adcc different rule set yeah. you know all these no nogi different completely different right and even if you were like the number one fan of ibjgf they even internally they constantly change their rules look at like Only within the last year, brown and black belt adults are now allowed to do leg reaps and heel hooks uh, in no-gi competition. So imagine if you're the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, and you're looking at implementing this new sport into the Olympics, and you go, every year they change their rules. You know, like, so I put them in, in the Olympics today, and then in four years' time, the next Olympics, they're going to have different rules. And then the next Olympics, different. like, these guys always are changing the rules. Mm. No, like, it doesn't look good, right? So in, I would say they're the two main reasons, right? It's not super spectator-friendly, right? It can be quite slow and boring to watch. And the fact that it's a, a new sport with constantly changing rules doesn't bode well for an organization that wants, you know, Wants to keep some level of, of uh, consistency. consistency, yeah, right.
0: Continuity, and they want to bring in spectators, yeah. So that's their main, their main objective to bring in a new sport is to bring in new spectators,
1: right? Yeah, because the Olympics are a joke, right? Like, no countries want to hold the Olympics. I think, I mean, that's ironic because Brisbane, cause Brisbane just getting, got announced in 2032. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's if you look at the countries that have actually benefited from the the money spent um, to the infrastructure and ev- all the work that goes into hosting the Olympics, uh, like the Sydney 2000 Olympics is an exception, mm. right? Most Olympics turn into like ghost towns, right? Like um, the Sydney Olympics in 2000 were out at, now Sydney Olympic Park, right, mm. is what it's called now, but out at Homebush has turned into its very successful own, uh, developed area yeah. where people live and there's a lot of s- s- activities and things you can do, do there. Whereas uh, another one was the Vancouver Winter Olympics. They were, I moved to Canada, I think the end of that winter of the Olympics. So I was living in Canada for the the period of time directly after the Winter Olympics and it was all over the news how they couldn't sell the the Olympic village apartments that they built mm. and all this stuff because it's something that, um, the requirements, like the document that the IOC sends you to say, this, this is every, all the requirements you need to meet to host it, man, like they're required to build, you know, um, all this accommodation for the villi- the, the athletes. I think the the most recent one with the Tokyo Olympics, it was, just, oh man, I, I might have this wrong, but I only read it the other week. Just the amount of athletes that Tokyo needed to host was more than the entirety of Tokyo's hotel system. Like, like, so they, you know, but there's all these guidelines, right? Because they have to, um, you know, the athletes have to be located within X amount of kilometers of the yeah. venues and all this yeah. stuff, right? Like, so most cities and, and countries don't benefit from the money spent to host the Olympics. So that's why I think um, the next Olympics, where is the next Olympics after Tokyo? I can't remember, but I think, it, I think they, there's a few Olympics because the, the locations get approved well in advance, right? Um, there's some of the upcoming Summer and Winter Olympics where the host cities just won by default because they were the only ones that wanted to the only to ones it, yeah. that came forward yeah you know so um and if the olympics can't generate spectators yes. like to make money and whatever and
0: They're, they are losing spectators like oh, massively consistently over the years yeah so yeah
1: and it makes sense that they, they have way more competition
0: in terms of entertainment these days like rewind back to 2000 olympics pre internet or not pre internet internet but like pre streaming and and things like that um on the internet, like everyone watched the Olympics because it was the coolest thing going on at the time. It was the most exciting, most engaging. Nowadays, (laughs) you got too much competition, man. Like YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) well, yeah, because again, kind of semi before the internet, right? Mm. Like even if there were, even if the sports that were in the Olympics had their own individual world championships that ran every year or whatever, I mean, unless they happened in your direct vicinity, you probably Mm. didn't know about them because you didn't have this, overwhelming amount of information available to you online yeah. then so the only thing that um the television uh, companies would would invest money in covering would be the olympics it was like, yeah. oh, once every four years a big thing you you. Know?
0: but let's look at let's look at a sport like mma i don't see i mean i don't know if you've seen it but i haven't seen any big proponents in the mma industry or the mma world screaming out to have MMA in the Olympics. No one wants that. I don't think anyone. No one gives a shit because they have such huge backing behind, you know, the federations that are currently running, like between UFC, One FC, uh, various others that I'm not even Bellator that I'm not like. There's others as well, like smaller yep. organizations. Like there is so much coverage of MMA, it's it's so exciting, engaging, etc. It doesn't need to be elevated by the Olympics. The Olympics would not elevate MMA. It's not the right fit. And I think it's the same for Jiu-Jitsu. I don't think Jiu-Jitsu is the right fit for the Olympics. I think that yeah, I think the biggest reason people want Jiu-Jitsu to be in the Olympics is to elevate the sport but that can be done through other means.
1: Yeah. Or maybe the people just want, that's the sport they do. And they're like, well, I want myself a gold medal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. And and, you know, I don't even know if it would elevate it. No, I don't think it would.
0: I honestly don't think it would. I think,
1: I mean, if we over all of our previous episodes, anytime, Jiu-Jitsu media and inf- uh, has come up. It's particularly led to flow grappling and and trash talking and the brand of your name mm. and how that influences how Im- relevant you are in the mm. Jiu-Jitsu scene. Blah 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 blah. Right? Again, it's a whole other episode just to talk about that. But you know, is is your Jiu-Jitsu Olympic gold medal going to elevate you and make you more famous in the Jiu-Jitsu scene than than having a uh episode of, about you or on, a flow on flow yeah, grappling yeah or a mini series yeah. on flow grappling no yeah. the the mini series on flow grappling is going to put more money in your pocket mm. than the olympic gold medal
0: yeah exactly you so, know and and
1: i think like uh let's ignore the money side of it let's just imagine someone's doing it because they want the individual recognition right like they want that sense of accomplishment there's plenty of people who do things just for themselves right to accomplish a goal right? Like people go and climb whatever mountain or do whatever just for their own personal goals. So people might want to, you know, win the 100 meter sprint just to have the achievement of the fastest person in the world, regardless of what sponsorships and money come from that. There's a lot of sports in the Olympics that the people who participate in it for the four years in between the Olympics, they don't make any money from the sport. They, you know, they work a regular job like everyone else. They train in their free time. They got to pay for their tickets to go to the Olympics and all this sort of stuff. And it's only if they win, they maybe get some sponsorships and whatever. Um, So if people wanted it for the, the goal and the achievement, yeah there's other avenues right you can go win the the worlds yeah. or you can go win the euros or the Packs, you can go win ADCC like I, I say it as if it's super easy right yeah, yeah just you, go win the ADCC yeah. would you but you know there's there's more if the I don't I just don't think the olympics would carry the prestige that yeah. that athletes would look within look for.
0: within the realm of jiu-jitsu I 100% agree yeah. so we already have we already have well established world championships that you know, get that coverage, and arguably, you would probably get more coverage uh, winning something like ADCC, more eye, more jiu-jitsu related eyeballs than you would for the Olympics.
1: Hundred percent, because
0: the, the coverage is there, the backing is there, flow <laughs> grappling is there. So let's lead into that because I want to I want to pick your brain on this. I want to talk about the different rule sets between IBJJF, between who's number one, between ADCC, and and how those. Particularly the newcomers into the scene, like ADCC and and who's number one, and these um you know these live stream events and these these one off sort of mm. shows, how are they contributing to jujitsu as a whole, or are they like what's your opinion there? Are They detrimental or they contributing? How are the different rule sets? How does that work into to your opinion on where the sport is going? So just to to give some context from a newcomer from a white belt perspective and my personal opinion I personally prefer watching ADCC who's number one in these these events these super fight events and and these sort of competitions than compared to watching IBJJF worlds
1: yeah look even though yeah I would agree with you um I love the gi I love training in the gi I love uh competing in the gi but I think by default, uh, you know, I said it briefly before, I think even regardless of the rule set, I think by default no gi is just more entertaining to watch mm. than gi, um, which is a bummer for anyone who prefers the gi, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's just the nature of it. Like I said, there's less grips to slow it down, uh, creates more scrambles. It's similar right? to
0: MMA, it's it's more similar to like, you know, walking down the street, self-defense sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, but that's a, that's a funny, uh, people always make that point in mm. terms of when they talk about um, no gi-, gi jiu-jitsu and self-defense Yeah, or a street fight. Having, I first started jiu-jitsu in Canada mm. and I can tell you everyone is wearing like a, a jacket, jacket that may as well be a gi top, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> so I,
0: I've heard that, I've heard that counter argument as well. I mean, I do want to stay on track with the rule set, um, but when I first started training, jiu-jitsu a friend of mine started at the same time and he had a friend who was like is like a purple belt or something like that and his friend was saying oh but training the gi because it's closer to self-defense it's closer to the real world if someone's wearing a jacket it yeah. was summer at the time i was looking around i was like no fucking <laughs> jackets man what are you talking about yeah. so i think i think the whole like self-defense thing is is very subjective yeah
1: um but yeah i think um you know no gi is just more entertaining one if you're not if you're if you're just a spectator who doesn't train jiu-jitsu, gi jiu-jitsu is a bit harder to follow in the sense that you're like, you know, if you look at something like worm guard, you'd be like, that's stupid. What the hell is he wrapping a gi around his, the the lapel around his leg or, you know, man, let go of my sleeve. I remember that when I first started training, I hated the gi because I was like, let go, let go. <laughs> I hated people holding onto my sleeves. I yeah. found it like the most frustrating, stupid thing. You know, then you learn that, you can grip them back. I really like the gi cuz there's just there's more tools, uh, you know, I like the grip fighting aspect of it. But um yeah, regardless of the rules, I think no-gi is just more exciting because of that. Like now that at brown and black belt adult divisions, you can do um leg reaps and and heel hooks and everything. It's pretty much no different. I mean, yes it is different rules to ADCC and Who's number one events and whatever? I mean, who's number one events? They dictate the rules. They mm. change them. So recently, they did an event that was specifically ADCC rules, whereas yes. other events aren't. Right? So yes. it's not like they have as a they're just a, a performance platform. They're not a federation that has a, that dictates rules. Right? Mm. It's whereas, an event. It's, it's a, an like event. A, it's a show. Yeah. Whereas ADCC and and um, IBJJF, they they're yeah, organizations like, yeah, competitions, that have yeah specific rules. But um if you were to watch the the brown black belt adult no gi now, it's not hugely different. But
0: playing devil's advocate here, I would argue that it is hugely different. Well not hugely, it is different because of the the approach of the athletes. Now I'm regurgitating things that I've seen and uh, and other people say, so this is an original thought here. um, But regardless, it's something that I'm sort of leaning toward is in IBJJF, regardless of no gi or gi, the approach of the athletes is because they're all operating at such an elite level. The skill difference is, is minor within, you know, within a standard deviation. Yeah that they're approaching the matches so safe. No one's going for like really going for submissions. People are trying to win on points and point-based competitions in jiu-jitsu. People point to that as, as being incredibly boring to watch, which I, you know, I have to agree to a certain extent, whereas ADCC and, well, not, not so much these days because still there's, there's more point-based strategy creeping into that as well. But the, the concept of ADCC and the concept of these who's number one super fights is they penalize people for trying to play the game of points and really encourage hunting for submissions.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's not foolproof. Like, ADCC hmm. matches,
0: like… Normally won on points. Well, a lot of the well, time. It's, they yeah, can...
1: it's only the first portion of the fight that that doesn't score yeah. points. Um, the, the last ADCC, one of the, the biggest things that came out of that ADCC was people went on about, um, Gordon Ryan beating Bushesha and the, Mm. and the Bushesha sweep that he did the Gordon Ryan sweep he did on Bushesha, which I believe in an instructional Gordon even said, like Marcelo Garcia had been doing for years. Right. But I don't know if you've watched that match. It is the only thing that happens in it. it yeah. the, the Gordon Ryan versus Bouchesha ADCC match really is 20 minutes that suck. Yeah. Like another one from that same ADCC was uh Deneers versus Craig Jones sucked. Like it was just, you know, uh, uh, you know I don't want to criticize from any, a spectator, any, from point, a spectator point of view. Yeah, I don't want to go into the strategy of each athlete and whatever, but man, like they were 20 minutes snore fest. So they're not foolproof either, mm. you know, like I think, I mean, if you're, if you don't have a points scenario, right, as a way to determine the, let's say a match goes to the, 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 the time limit without a submission, right, if you don't have a points scenario, well then the only other option is you've got, judge's decision and if the judges aren't basing that decision on some type of scoring method then they're just what doing their opinion then you're going to have all sorts of other problems like oh man but that that judge is friends with whoever who trades with whoever like you have to have some type of
0: accountability to the judging yeah
1: yeah and then you know so if there's no submission you're then and no point system, you're going to have that problem. Your only other option is to have no time limit matches. No one wants to watch a 40, 50, 60 minute match with nothing <laughs> happening, right?
0: Imagine that from a business point of view, like you're flow grappling, you're trying to put on a match and you know, you're know you trying to organize this and it could go for like six hours. Like no one's going to yeah. do
1: that. And like there's been events that have tried um, submission only, like um, that have since defunct or, or, or failed like metamorris polaris um locally in sydney um subversion was an event i fought a while ago that <clears throat> is submission only got the sub by the way check um, it out on youtube <laughs> is it on youtube yeah it's on youtube oh, Cool. <laughs> i put it there <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding i did not i did not do that. Um, but, there. <laughs> but you know like they had again 20 minute snore fests because they were submission only mm. none of them are foolproof I'll give you my. This is what I think would be the best. Hot take. Let's go. I think, man, go with what people want. What, what, what's? If I was just to ask you, what is one of the most driving factors for people in general in today's society? What would you say it is?
0: Most driving factors for people.
1: Well, like I mean, just in like what what's one of the things that motivates people in general above all. I mean, I'm not talking about food, money, Money, like money is one of the things that, (laughs) that drives and motivates a lot of people in whatever they do in life. Yeah. Right. For a lot of people, not everyone. I agree. So here's my idea. Let's say I'll just mathematically make the numbers super easy. Let's say it's essentially a, the idea is for it to be a submission only event, Mm -hmm. right? You want each fight to finish with a submission because that's the most entertaining the same way that. You know, people want to see knockouts in in boxing and MMA or whatever. But let's say, I don't know, it's a 20-minute match, let's say, for example. Um, And you have it like this. Let's say it goes the time limit and there was no submission. You have a a backup point system.
0: Like ADCC does.
1: Yeah, or like IBJJF does, whatever the point system is. Okay. Right? So so you have a clear winner. If you win on points, you get, let's say, $1,000, whatever it is right, if you win on points. But then you have a submission bonus. So if you win by submission, you get another $1,000, right? So if you won your match via submission, you're gonna walk away as the athlete with $2,000. But then to motivate like hunting submissions, you have like a a bonus that is going to be determined by the amount of time that's left in Uh. the match. So let's say for each minute remaining on the clock, you get an extra $1,000, whatever the amount yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you subbed your opponent two minutes into the match, you're going to get your $1,000 submission bonus. Plus your, 18 extra yeah, minutes. Your yeah, your $1,000 submission bonus plus another 18K for submitting yeah. them with 18 minutes left on the clock. You know? Are you telling me that wouldn't like promote the athlete to sub the, their opponent as quick as possible?
0: I like that. I think that could really work. Dude, it would be super (laughs) entertaining.
1: People would be coming out with flying triangles 10 seconds into the match. Like there's no way that wouldn't be entertaining. Yeah, that's like cash jujitsu. Let's go. Yeah, let's call it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, I think like, because when people look at changing the rule sets, you got to think, what are they trying to do by changing the rules? They're trying to make it, more entertaining from a spectator. More exciting,
0: more explosive, whatever. What
1: makes it more exciting without um, tarnishing the sport as a whole? You want people getting submissions. People taking risks. People taking risks. You want the fight moving. You don't want it stalling out, Mm -hmm. right? So- as if that is not a great way to make people look for the submission to not slow down, you know, opposed to having to do stuff like, oh, you've got a ref, and, you know, if they do this grip, you got to make it tell them to let go after three seconds, or you got a ref saying like every, you yeah. know, or you haven't been moving for 10 seconds, you get a penalty for stalling. No, like just, I like give, where you going. Just give them, like, dude, you want to get paid?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I mean, I guess it's kind of similar to how UFC has like yes. submission of the night, fight bonuses, yes, submission yeah. bonuses. Yeah, fight of the night,
0: the- performance of the night. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. So what UFC has done, what Dana White um, has done, Uncle Dana, he has focused on motivating the athletes rather than trying to change the rule set. Now, yeah. in jiu-jitsu, Which is ironic
1: because Dana does not like to pay his athletes. (laughs) Let's (laughs) discussion for another day. But
0: in jujitsu, we're doing it the other way around, right? We're trying to change the rule sets rather than trying to change the mindset of the athletes. Do you think that the reason people are doing that is because there's not enough money
1: to really motivate
0: someone? Uh, do you as mean, in, as in, athlete, in jiu-jitsu i'm talking
1: because do you mean is in like there's like the the event organizer doesn't have enough money to yeah, motivate them yeah exactly yeah, so if you well, put on
0: something like subversion um people are a lot of the time people are doing that just for exposure just to compete on that you know sort of stage no not many people are really getting paid and I, I, i'm not saying subversion specifically to insert any sort of like uh event here so the best way for them to for the lack of a better term, manipulate the the event is to change the rule set. Whereas Dana White, he's got millions of dollars, or UFC in general as an organization, they can hand out a $50,000 bonus for the yeah. athlete.
1: Well, I mean, subversion's maybe not the best no, example because no, it's a very example. small But let's say ADCC. But yeah, I mean-
0: Or who's number one?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much funding they have behind them. I don't know how much revenue they're generating from. Mm you know, um, from streaming and subscriptions and whatever. So it's, it's really, it's really hard to they say. Cause I don't know the, the, I don't know the, the bottom line of, of the money that's going into that.
0: But they could take their percentage, whatever percentage they are going to give the athletes anyway and do like you said, and have like a standard fee, like a standard rate for showing up to agreeing to compete mm. in this, this event Uh, and and do this match or whatever and a win bonus submission bonus bonus, and then a a time on the
1: clock remaining bonus i think it's a really good idea i think it's a great way i mean you obviously then have to have a system Mm. for if it goes the time limit
0: yeah of course like the points yeah so you're not going to get away from like some matches look at the end of the day some matches are going to be fucking boring
1: sometimes man a lot of the time in 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 combat sports the the closer the two athletes are mm. and the higher level they are, a lot of the time the more boring the fight is because they both have a huge amount of respect for each other. They're both super cautious not to get caught in whatever, you know, move technique their opponent is incredibly good at or famous for. And a lot of the time they're super boring, you know, it happens. Yeah, in any sport, like you could say that about any sport. Like say,
0: for example, a popular sport in Australia, rugby league. If you were – You know, a fan of rugby league, even if you just watched your own team's uh, games, there's going to be games that are boring. Yeah. It's going to, there's going to be times where, you know, for whatever reason, it's slow play and it's just boring. Like, I don't think we should be, you know, avoiding it like the plague. But I think that the the issue with jujitsu is more often than not at the elite level, it's, it tends to lean in that direction. So we need to incentivize. What do you think
1: about, um, I mean, taking a slightly, changing it a little bit. Let's imagine we've got things in place to motivate athletes. What do you think about having a different organization opposed to having something like, so IBJJF works Ignoring the worlds where you need to qualify to compete, mm. works like standard jujitsu competitions. Anyone can register to compete. The brackets are made, and it's you know off you go. It's yeah. elimination until you make it to the final. Yeah. Um, ADCC is a bit different. You're either invited or you need to make it through the qualifiers mm-hmm. to get to the event, and then the event kind of works the same. Knockout brackets. Then you've got things like who's number one that are essentially just invite all, only. Invite yeah. only super fights, yep. right? Um, and it's solely an entertainment thing really yes, yep. a lot of the time it's not weight division specific it's just this guy wants to fight this guy this dude has been fighting with this dude on instagram that's going to get a lot of views so let's yeah. put them together to <laughs> fight right but what about an organization that was essentially kind of like the ufc but for jiu-jitsu so you had all your different weight divisions mm-hmm. and you had like you know the 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 number one contenders and you yeah. had like the rankings the, the heavyweight champion yeah. yeah and then so I think that would be you brilliant know, so then you would have like you know at the moment for example you would have um you know gordon ryan was the the heavyweight you know world champion or whatever you want whatever it's titled the the ultimate Jiu-Jitsu champion the mm. ujc whatever right but then he's retired similar to how a lot of athletes do gsp so retired yeah. when he, so he's given up his belt and then you're going to have two other athletes fight for that newly vacated title or i think that's you know gordon ryan gets injured so then you have people fight for the interim title so then like every fight is again like a super fight in the sense that there's someone behind the scenes that has matched those two fighters yeah. but you know it's people fighting their way up through the ranks through the ladder to get the opportunity to fight whoever's at the top of the pit, the heap
0: yeah i think that's that's a brilliant idea and what it would what it would require is the unification of all of these different sort of uh organizations and 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 where the money is well, it doesn't
1: need a unification or does it just need someone with money to, yeah, it, to back it honestly it, right? need someone with money. And I think if there's the ADCC enough money,
0: tried to do that, but it's not an ongoing thing. It's like what the events held once every two years. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the Olympics of jiu-jitsu. Whereas what yeah. you're saying is we need a UFC of jujitsu.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a UFC spectator. Like I used to watch a lot more of it mm. than I do now. Um, but I would be interested to hear what other people who watch a lot more MMA and spectator jiu-jitsu than I do, Mm -hmm. right? I know there's plenty of people, lower belts and fellow black belts, colored belts who watch it all day every day, right? Some people do. I would be interested to hear what people who consider themselves genuinely jiu-jitsu spectators think of the idea uh, of having some sort of – Jiu-Jitsu ufc championship i mean i think i like the idea i think i would lean more towards watching something like that yeah then you know even currently like adcc i like watching because of its prestige yes right um
0: and it's once every two years and it's
1: once every two years but even then like like i said the gordon ryan Boucher fight super boring uh but I don't know who's number one. I'm less inclined to watch because it's just, like I said, there's no, like you have a who's number one match and someone wins or loses or whatever. And then they announce so-and-so is the, you know, is the undisputed number one, <laughs> number, number one of yeah. of 155 pounds. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you know, you guys haven't established yourself as Like, there's no ladder to reach Mm. that pedestal. It's just like, okay, I've got to go suck some flow grappling wiener, (laughs) you know, and all of a sudden, like, I have a fan base, so they'll let me fight Roberto Jimenez, and if I beat him, you know, I'm going to be... I think what you're saying, that that just points
0: to the fact that jiu-jitsu or Brazilian jiu-jitsu is such a, you know, young sport, and I think we're in the beginning stages of that. Hopefully, as the sport grows as the people that participate in the sport and obviously the spectator base grows, hopefully we will see something like UFC, like Bellator, like who, um, One FC. I
1: would at least like to see an organization attempt yes. it yeah. as long as it's not flow grappling. It will be. <laughs> yeah. Look, mate. Yeah. We'll, no, we'll that save would that one a, for another day, be, I think. That would be a disaster. like having someone who has the monopoly on the – you can't have a media company run uh, what's supposed to be a uh, an objective competition platform. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where, where that develops. But I think that would be very beneficial for the sport in general. But for now, will jiu-jitsu be in the Olympics? Don't think so.
1: Don't think so, nor do, do I personally want it in in the olympics yeah um, um, i'm happy wrestling stayed in for those who don't know wrestling almost yeah was removed from yeah. the olympics um
0: because of viewership
1: was was it because of viewership i believe was that- so
0: and also doping allegations they dope before oh, no russia doesn't do that
1: yeah Did the, that's actually for um i believe that you could argue that's another problem for for, for jiu-jitsu being <laughs> in the olympics right um there's a lot of jujitsu athletes who take a lot of SIE, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the joke is like you look at guys like um, Andre Galvao and Hulk and I mean, Atos are known as the juicers, right? And people go, man, what do you want? Acai and Jesus, you know, <laughs> that's all they take. Right? Oh, I mean, shit. if you- uh, Get some Jesus in your you, life. Uh, Jesus if juice. you look at, uh, if you speak to any strength coach or any knowledgeable personal trainer, or a nutritionist like yourself, it is incredibly difficult to put on muscle if you train jiu-jitsu at a professional level, because the amount of calories you burn training jiu-jitsu, and if you're an elite jiu-jitsu competitor, you're not doing jiu-jitsu once or twice a week, right if, okay you did you did uh, um, oh my God, I lost the word, but you did um, bodybuilding, right yes so you know about. Putting on muscle and everything, oh, yeah. Yeah. right? Let's ignore that bodybuilding's for the aesthetic. Let's, I mean, bodybuilding, powerlifting, whatever it is, you wanna get bigger and stronger. Mm. It is very hard to put on muscle. Mm. And when you were a bodybuilder trying to put on muscle, mm. right? And I'm not saying it's not for strength because the more strength you had, the more muscle you could put on. But obviously, bodybuilding is an aesthetic sport. Yeah, right. Maybe. But regardless, you were getting bigger and stronger. How often were you lifting? to try to put on muscle to be a bodybuilder?
0: So I was, a lot of the time, I was only doing one session a day, but that session was about one and a half to two hours. Yeah. And then I would do, when I was cutting, when I was leaning up, I would do a cardio session for about 30 minutes. And as as the prep, the comp prep continued, it would increase to 60 minutes. So the peak, I was doing three hours a day.
1: Right. So you're doing three hours a day just to, 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 to build muscle, right? Mm. How can you do three let's say, let's even half that. How could you do an hour and a half a day of lifting and then still put in... Four five hours of jujitsu a day, like because it's not like tough. it's not like a professional jujitsu yeah. athlete does one hour of jujitsu a day. So then they can do one hour of lifting a day. No, a professional, like the guys at the elite level, they live on the mats because yeah. the sport has become so competitive. You have to. You have to. That's a reason why there's seventeen year old kids like like Ty and Cade mm-hmm. out of Atos, who are demolishing people because the the, the level has just gotten so absurdly good. Man, look so at photos. How, how do you
0: balance training jiu-jitsu with training strength?
1: No, I'm not even talking about balancing. I'm just talking about the blatant use of juice. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like look at photos of of um, Andre Galval and Hulk, right? Um, when, like competition photos of them. And look, not just – they're not – Jacked as in like, I'm not saying, oh, look how lean he is. Like, look how massive yeah. those dudes are. Yeah. How do you get that massive if you're doing four or five hours of jiu-jitsu a day? A
0: prime example for that was the
1: in Jesus my friend.
0: If you uh if you watch the Andre Galval um Felipe penne um fight, man. Galvao was huge. Dude, expl- was so and like
1: big. sometimes it's super obvious, like, yeah. you know, side effects of, of steroids, like they're just covered in back knee, yeah. you know, acne all yeah. over their back, you know, super aggressive, uh, you know, if you know them on a daily basis, very obvious steroid use. Mm. Anyway, d- debating whether steroids are good or bad. If we're talking about the Olympics, they're obviously prohibited. Yep. So the fact that jujitsu is just um, – just covered in in steroid using athletes. I think if we had, uh, like UFC,
0: you know, they have USADA and, and WADA yeah. um, managing, you know, the tests there and they do a pretty good job. I think if you had an organisation like UFC and you had all these things in place, you know, it would clean up, for lack of a better word, the sport. Hopefully, yeah. But, yeah, I think I – think- There's
1: always going to be people – using and breaking the rules yeah. regardless and of people in
0: the ufc get caught with that all yeah, the time yeah like look at the most recent well at the time this recording the most recent return there was a oh, i forget his name now but he fought in the main card um this weekend just gone and he was returning from a two-year ban from from yeah, usada right. yeah. so yeah
1: so anyway just add that on the list of why Jiu Jitsu may not make it into the olympics <laughs> but really
0: the- i mean as we've i think the argument we put out for people that maybe you're listening to this that want it in the Olympics. I think the argument that we're trying to establish, and we're both on the same page here, that it wouldn't even elevate the sport in the direction that, you know, us as um, jiu-jitsu people that love jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu practitioners that we want the sport to go anyway. So yeah, I don't think I think, think it would just be,
1: just be semi, like a, yeah, it'd a be jiu-jitsu it'd be so novel. Olympic gold medal. Yeah, yeah, it'd be super novel. It'd be no different yeah. to me starting an organization here in Sydney and calling it. The Jiu Jitsu World Championship. Yeah. Like I could name it that. Yeah. You, you know my to. my mum, you know, doesn't really know a huge amount of Jiu Jitsu, but and she oh, would really? say <laughs> <laughs> I thought your mum was a weapon. <laughs> <mate. laughs> and she would like be like, oh, there's this, there's this. Kid up here in my mom and dad live in Byron Bay where I grew up. Be like, Oh, there's this kid up here, she's a you know four time world champion, blah blah blah. And I'm like, What who never heard of her? And she'll show me a photo, and it's like a little 12 year old girl or something that's competed in some little whatever local competition that has named itself the The whatever world championship. We're like, Yeah, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) to take that away from us. So I think it's a the Olympics would be novel on a similar level, yeah, agreed.
0: Awesome, man. So I think uh, I think we covered that pretty well. Cute. In, in the next episode, we are talking about Adam's time in Brazil. So your time in Brazil. For I've those that don't know, you been lived there in Brazil a
1: little bit once or twice. Lived there
0: yeah. for five years yep. and uh, received your black belt uh, in Brazil.
1: I actually didn't. I got my Ooh. black belt in Vegas. Actually, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens in <laughs> Vegas, man? Come yeah. on. <laughs> I know when I when I say that, just is like a. <laughs> as a comment no i actually got my black belt in vegas it sounds like you know, you know how people get married in vegas but um you know yeah i tr- trained in brazil under fabio got my black belt while fabio and i were both in vegas for i'm interested <laughs> to hear that story <laughs> well i mean it's a short story but yeah. i mean for those who don't know the the world championships the jiu-jitsu ibjjf worlds are held in california the masters which is for people 30 and older mm. um uh, are held in vegas so i was in vegas for jujitsu with Fabio at the masters and that's where he gave me my black belt. But anyway, yeah. So not, not in Brazil, but I did live in Brazil for (laughs) many years. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that uh, that's the next episode. We're going to go over that uh, for anyone that's curious to to hear the, the contrast between um, Brazil and training in somewhere like Australia. I know you train in Canada or, or the Western world, if you will. So I'm very interested to hear about that.
1: Right. Questions away. I'll answer them all.
0: All right, till next episode. Uh, Thanks for listening.
1: Later.